0: With Hashem's assistance, we are learning Gittin, Daf Pei, Zion, page 87. We begin on the very bottom of Pei, Vavam and Beis, two lines from the bottom. Now the Gemara is going on the Mishnah. In the Mishnah we said that if a person, let's say you have multiple people actually, you have five people who want to divorce their wives and they write it all into one document. So if they have included themselves together, so we said in the Mishnah, that as long as they're all included together, so the witnesses are considered signed upon all of the cases. However, if they have separated themselves somehow, they have given themselves each one a different form, that's how the, Gemara, the Mishnah puts it. So it's considered that the witnesses are signed only on the last group. Now the Gemara says like this, Chavishah klal etc. Hekidami How how is it considered that they've all been been written together, that we've grouped them together. Hehidami typhus, and how do we consider it that they're separate in separate forms? Rabihan says like this Zman Echadakul and Kla. If you have one time written for all of them, I mean there's one date on the document, not separate dates for each one, then that's considered that they're all combined together. However, zman l'kul echad v'echad, that's that each and every one has a separate time. So zehu has that's considered that they're separate, and therefore, the witnesses will only going be going on the last group. Reh shalak y'shamar, reh not like reh he says like this, we go on to the top of Pesanam and 87a. Afilu zman echad even if you have one time that's written on the document, nevertheless, havi ta'ifus, it still can be considered separate uh, groups, they're not considered all combined together. Ela hechidami kolal. How is it considered that they're all indeed combined? The cause of, if you wrote it like this, uplani Girashn You combine them together and you said, Ruvain and Shimon and Levi, they're all divorcing their wives, Sprinci and Mindy and Yentl. Okay? So in that case, that's when it's considered that they're all combined, then it's clear that the witnesses are going on all of the cases, on all of the different divorces that are taking place. Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Eichanan. Rabbi Abba asked the following question according to Rabbi Yechonon: the Omar Zman who says that when is it considered that they're combined when you have one date for all of them? Zehu Kola. That's when it's considered that they're combined. Leichush dilma ki If the case is not like Reish Lakish, if the case is where you have them each one saying. It says Reuven divorces his wife Shprinzi, Shimon divorces his wife Mindy, and Levi divorces his wife Viental. So if that's how it is, so we have to be worried. We should be worried that the witnesses are only signing on the last case. Milo we have a precedent for that in the B'risa. al shalom beget. Apostle. Let's say you have a do- divorce document. Ruvain says, I'm divorcing you, Yantol, with this with this document. And then afterwards he says, please send my regards to Bob. So when the witness is signed, they're signed after those regards, that statement of please send my regards. So then we have to be worried that perhaps they're only signing on the fact that he said, let's send my regards. al We have to be worried that perhaps that they only signed on that. So over here also, we should be worried that they're only signing on the last on the last marriage. So the Gemara says, "Lavit Allah, Did we not say about this? Rabbi Yevo? Rabbi Yevo said, "Ladidim Rabbi I explained the case of Sheela Shalom, the case where someone added on. Please send my regards to Bob. So it was explained that Rabbi Yechonon Sha'alay Apostle. If he said the words. Please send my regards to Bob. That's when it's going to be problematic. However, if he said it as a continuation of the previous statement, meaning he said, with this divorce document, I'm divorcing you, Yentl, and please send my regards to Bob. So in such a case, the witnesses are signing on the whole thing because he's, he's making a continuation with that statement. So therefore, they're signing on the whole thing. However, if it was a separate statement, if he just said, I'm divorcing you with this document, Police are regards to Bob. So then, since it's two separate statements, therefore the witnesses we can assume, or we can be, we have to be afraid that perhaps they're signing separately on only on that second statement. Hachanami, <laughs> so the Gemara says, here too we could say the plani u'plani The cases where he said. Um, this one is divorcing his wife and this one is divorcing his wife and this one is divorcing his wife and therefore we can assume and we know that the witnesses are indeed signing on all of the cases according to Rabbi Echanan now the Gemara asks Rabbi Echanan. there's another question that we can ask on Rabbi Echanan the Omar zman, said, if you have a separate time for each and every person then it's considered that they're all separated they're not considered combined ta'ifis. forget about the fact that they're considered separate that's why that they're not gonna, it's not going to be a good document that the witnesses are not going to be considered signed upon them but typically, the Havali and If you have different dates on a document, that means that the first group of people were signed on Sunday. The second group of people were signed on Monday. And the third group of people were signed on Tuesday. So, when did the witnesses sign? They signed on, on Tuesday. So, of course, they're not going on the first part, they're only going on the last ones. Forget about the fact that we have separate people. This is totally separate times. This is like and <laughs> The Havali and it's exactly like a case where it was written during the day and it was signed at night, which we say is no good. It has to be all done in the same day. This is what we say in the name of Rabbi Echanan. That all of these cases... So actually, when we say that there are separate times for each one, it doesn't mean that there are separate days. They actually were all written on the same day. But each of them got their own thing. It says, on Monday... So Reuven is divorcing his wife, Shprinzi. On Monday... Reuven, uh, Levi is divorcing his wife, Mindy. On Monday... Levi is divorcing his wife, Yentel. So it says each time, for each and every one, it says a different, a different time, the same date. But nevertheless, since they separated them with the different dates, so the witnesses are only going on the last group. The Gemara continues. Ravina according to according to him, he says that even if you have one time written on the document, nevertheless, they're not considered all combined, but rather it's considered separate. When is it considered that they're combined? Only if you wrote in it, as follows: Reuven and Levi and Shimon are divorcing their wives, Shprinzi and Mindy and Yantel. So there it's considered combined. So we get what comes out is that two women are being divorced with the same exact document. And and they don't have each one doesn't have a separate statement. So if that's the case, the Torah says you have to write it for her. it can't be for her and for her friend. You can't do this. How can you combine it like this? So the Gemara answer is the that you write again a second time. In other words, what happens is you have this combined thing where it says, Ruven, Shimon, and Levi are divorcing their wives, Mindy, Shprinzi, and Yentl. So then you see that the witnesses are signing upon all of the different cases, not just on one. And then you give each one of them their own uh, time of day, so to speak. Each one has their own thing separately. So again, so the Hadar Kasa plenty Girish plenty Plani Girish Plainis. So you reach, write each one of them separately as well. Why is it different than that which we said in the following Let's say you have a document where you write all of your possessions over to your two slaves kanu, so since you didn't leave over anything, you gave the entire thing you gave over the entire slave to, to both of them, so they each get half of all the possessions, including half of themselves and they can each free the other half of their friend so what do we see over here, so another know there's a concept that we have avadim, the document of a slave is connected to the document of a woman and here it sounds like you can have two people being freed in one document so that's problematic, because we just said that that's not true, so my answer is no didn't we establish, we Established earlier that this case is actually talking about two separate documents that were given at the same exact moment, and that's why this that's why this case works. So, but it's not a problem. Now, Tanikavasi the Reish Lakish. The Gemara continues and says we have a Bais like we have a Bais like Reish Lakish, the we have a Bais like Rebi You have five different groups of people that were written inside of a document. Uh, Reuben is divorcing his wife. Shprincy uplain the and Levi is divorcing his wife, Mindy, and another one is divorcing his wife, and you have one time for all of them, one date, and the witnesses are signed below, so it's all fine, all of them can use it. Each one gives it to his wife. Let's hear what's a separate time for each one, and the witnesses are signed below, So only the one that the witnesses are signed along with, is going to be fine. Only he can use it, the bottom one. So this is exactly like Rabbi Yechon explained the Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda ben Rabbi Yehuda ben says, Yim b'nein, "However, there's a space between them. Pso. So then it's not going to be good. Despite the fact that you don't have a separate time, nevertheless, the fact that there's a space between them, that's going to separate them. vim lav, kasher. And if not. So the only thing that really determines whether or not it's going to be kosher is only whether or not there's a space between them. So if there's no space between them, then it's fine. She'ainz sikon. Despite the fact that there is a time, holds and b'sefer. Nevertheless, despite the fact that they have a separate time for each one, that's not going to be the thing that's going to separate them. Only a space, an actual physical space on the document, is going to separate them. Taniyah v'seder reish we have a bride like him as well. Let's say you have five people that were written. Generally, you know, combined together inside of a get. Anu, Plani, So here, they combine it. Ruven and Shimon are divorcing. They're divorcing their wives, Mindy and Shprinzi. So Plani, girish, Plani. And then you have afterwards the names separated. Ruven is divorcing Mindy and Shimon is divorcing Shprinzi. So, Uzman Echad Lekulon. And in this case, you have one time for all of them. And the witnesses are signed below, so it's all kosher, it's all fine. Each one can give it to his wife and be divorced from his wife. Let's say you have a separate time for each one, and you have a separate space for each one. And you have witnesses signed on the bottom. So the witnesses are signed close to it. That's the one that's going to be okay. Rabbi Meir says even if you don't have any space between them, nevertheless, it's going to be possible. because since you have separate. Times, so it's going to separate them. Resh Lakish. So, Kunti Lakish. If this is indeed going like him, the Gemara asks, "My Yerizman, what are you talking about times? Whether there's a time in between, whether there's no time in between? Even if there's one time for all of them, it's still considered that they're separate. The only issue that makes them combine is the fact that you said Ruve and Shimon, and Levi are divorcing his their wives. So, what are you talking about times separating? That's, that's really not the issue." when is it that that's true it's only if you hadn't combined them originally however over here we originally combined it in now that you've combined them the only way to get them to be considered separate is only if you gave each and every one of them a different date but if you had one date once you have already gone and combined them all so then they're going to be considered combined but the point here is that we see that exactly like geshe said, that only once you combine them by saying Ruve and Shimon, and Levi are divorcing their wives, uh, Mindy, Sprinci, and Yantel, only then is it considered that the witnesses are going on all of the cases. We'll begin the Mishnah. If you have two different divorce documents written side by side on the same piece of parchment, and you have two Hebrew documents Uh, witnesses that are written from one side to the other meaning. You have Ruvain Ben Shimon and he's writing his name and he starts it underneath the first get on the right side and he finishes his name underneath the second get on the left side. So now, the difference between a Hebrew writing witness and a Greek writing witness, says Rashi, is that when a, a Hebrew writing witness writes his name, so he, his name is Ruvain, and he signs his name Ruvain, the son of Shimon. However, a Greek writing witness, when he signs his name, his name, if his name is Ruvain, so he writes that name last, so it would be Shimon Ben Ruvain, Shimon's son Ruvain. That's how a Greek witness would sign his name. So now, so you have two Hebrew writing witnesses signing, going from one side from underneath the first side, one on the right to the one on the left. And then you have two greek style writing witnesses signing from one side to the other so now so the get that has these two witnesses signed underneath it, the Hebrew writing witnesses so kosher so that 's going to be okay. why? Because that one we know when, whenever we have Hebrew writing witnesses, we know that he wrote his his proper name first. However, with the Greek witnesses as we're going to see in the Gemara, we always have to be concerned that perhaps once you saw the Hebrew writing witnesses writing their name, their proper name first, perhaps the Greek writing witnesses changed their mind. So as long as we have to be concerned with the fact that they might have changed their mind, so ordinarily, let's say they hadn't changed their mind. So we could say that you have the two Hebrew writing witnesses had written their name Ruvain on the right side, and the two Greek writing witnesses had written Ben Ruvain on the left side, meaning they had written their proper name on the left side, so that. be good but the fact is we always have to be concerned that perhaps they switched and since we have to be concerned that they switched there might be three on the right side and only one on the left side or four on the right side and none on the left side so that being the case so that's why only the one on the that the the hebrew witnesses are clearly signed underneath which would be the one on the right side is going to be kosher now we have another case also involving the hebrew and the greek witnesses let's say you have one hebrew writing witness signed and then underneath him we have a Greek writing witness signed. And it's very important, this is not directly underneath, but if you look at the, the Rashi, there's a little box inside of the Rashi that's going to explain this. Look. So first you have Ruven, who's the Hebrew writing witness. He writes, Ruven ben Yaakov. And then underneath him, in the second column, so the Greek writing witness starts his name, Yosef ben Shimon. He writes on the next line underneath the first document. So really... He's a Greek writing witness, so where's his name, his proper name? It's in now the first column. And then the next thing, so the, the Hebrew writing witness continues, and he writes Kehas, that's his name, Ben Levi, so he writes in the first column. So now you already have one name, The the, the second Hebrew writing witness now is in the second column. And then the last witness, which is a Greek writing witness, so he writes in the, in the in the bottom line in the from the first column to the second column. So, being that he's a Greek witness, so his proper name is in the is in the second half of his name, Yechatzel ben Naftali. So Naftali is his proper name. So in this case, so let's read this inside of the Mishnah. So you have them alternating between the Hebrew witness and the Greek witness, as we just described and showed in that little box in Rashi. They're coming from one side to the other, as we just described. So So both of them are no good, because we always have to be concerned. Despite the fact that in this case, so you have one Hebrew witness signed on one side, and one Hebrew witness signed on the other side. And you also have the same thing, the one Greek witness signed on one side, one Greek witness signed on the other side. So we always have to be worried that perhaps the Greek witnesses change their method of writing, and therefore you could be left with three witnesses on one side and one witness on the other side, like the Gemara is going to say, we'll get there very soon so now the Gemara begins why don't we say that in the case of the first case of the Mishnah where we said that you have two Hebrew writing witnesses signed first and then two Greek witnesses so we said that the right document which has the Hebrew witnesses their names are signed underneath it so that one's fine however the left document which doesn't have the Hebrew witnesses underneath it that's the one that's problematic so the Gemara asks why don't we say that the one that's on the right side and the one on the left side the the Hebrew witnesses are making them okay how do you do that because the one on the right side has the name Ruven underneath it the one on the left side has the Ben And Yaakov underneath it. And that being the case... A person can sign his name as Ben-Yaakov. Talatana, we learned in the Mishnah, Ben-Ishbalani, Eid, Kosher. A person writes his name as the son of so-and-so, and he writes the word "Aid" afterwards. It's okay, it's fine. So my answers, you know, it's problematic, the second document, the Kosav, Ruven, Ben, Akama. He wrote the word Ben on the first one. And Yaakov aid Abbasra, and he wrote the name Yaakov and the, the word witness on, underneath the second, the left document. So therefore, it doesn't say Ben-Yaakov there, and therefore, it's not going to be Kosher. So the other Gemara asks, Why don't we say that the first side is indeed kosher with Ruven, and the second one, it's not Yaakov, it's not the same guy as he's not the father of Ruven, but rather maybe this Yaakov is a different person, and that's why it's signed underneath here. The hot time, because we find kosher. each if a person just signs his name, just writing Plony, let's say his name is Yaakov, and he doesn't sign Yaakov Ben ben Yitzchak, he doesn't sign his father's name, so that's fine. So maybe that's what happened over here. So my answer is the of aid. We can say that the cases where he didn't write the word aid, and that being the case, so it's not going to be kosher Shaviba, you see another explanation. It could be that he did write the word aid. But we recognize the signature that we know that it's not actually Yaakov's signature, but rather it's his son Ruven's signature. So we know that Ruven wrote Ruven Ben and Yaakov, and therefore we know that it's, it's not a separate person. Now we turn to page Zayin the base, page 87b. The Gemara says, maybe when Ruven signed his name, he wrote on the right side, Ruven, on the left side, he wrote Yaakov. And he's using his father's name because he feels like it's a continuation of his father. or showing respect for his father, whatever it is. Maybe that's how he signed it. So the Gemara answers, no. A person would not leave over his own name and sign his father's name. A person always writes his own name. Now the Gemara asks, Maybe this person has, is using his father's name as a sign. We find that uh, different Amoran, they would, they would sign their names in a very unusual way. They had their own sign that people recognized and knew that that was their signature. For example, Rav he would make a beehive. Rab, Chanina, Rab, Chanina would make some kind of date palm branch. Rab, Chiz, Rav, would just sign a samech. Rab, Hoysh would just sign an ayn. Rabbi Bar, Rav, Hunna, Tzair And Rabbi the son of Rav, so he would draw some kind of uh, flag so the Gemara answers low. a person would not do this a person would never have the audacity to make his father's name to be his sign that's not something that people would do so therefore we can't assume that now they high going Adam Yevonim. why can't we say that the one on the right is kosher with the two witnesses that are the Hebrew witnesses who have signed their first name their proper name on the right side and the one that's on the left is kosher with the two Greek witnesses who have signed their proper names on the left side the Tnan, because we have a mission that says let's say you have a uh, get, a divorce document that was written in Hebrew the aid and the witnesses who are signed upon it are Greek witnesses or Yavonis let's say you have a, a divorce document that was written in Greek the and you have witnesses signed upon it in Hebrew, kosher, it's fine. If you want to say if you want to say that the problem is, you know why the Greek witnesses don't work on the left document, it's because you have two lines separating them that the only time that we have a problem where the witnesses are separated from the document itself is only if there's empty space but if you fill it even with something which is not kosher it's also fine meaning krovim so, so why don't we say over here as well despite the fact that there's a space but that space is filled so therefore the Greek witnesses should be fine they should be good for the top document so first of all we say that Ziyiri says that in fact both cases in the Mishnah are kosher and therefore in Achanami the it's true they would be kosher with the greek witness is the left side but what is our hold that says it's not like we said before that the problem is that we have to be afraid that maybe the greeks switched around the normal way of writing instead of writing the proper name second which they usually do maybe, maybe they wrote the proper name first and that would what would happen would be that all of the greeks i mean the, both the greeks and the hebrew witnesses have signed their first and their proper name on the right document and therefore all four of them are on one document so we said the second case in the Mishnah where we had alternating between the Hebrew writing uh, witnesses and the Greek writing witnesses. Why can't each of them, the one on the right and the one on the left, each has one Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew test, testifier and and one Greek Person who's giving his testimony. So why can't we make it kosher? we learned the Mishnah. Even if you have one Hebrew writing witness and one Greek writing witness, it's fine. So Irish name So first of all, we have ziriy who says, like we mentioned before, that both cases indeed are kosher. So why does our Mishnah hold that as a problem? Now we have to be afraid that the Greek witnesses switched around their names. They wrote them backwards. If that would be the case, so you end up with three people signing on one side and only one person signing on the other side. And therefore, we don't know which one's which. We don't know what's what. And therefore, it's all possible. will begin the Mishnah. Let's say you have one divorce document that was written in two separate columns. So, and you have the witnesses signed below, meaning underneath the second column, kosher, it's kosher. We can assume that the witnesses are going, in fact, on the entire document. Let's say they had signed their names on top, or on the side, or behind it, and we're not talking about a coins get where they sign on the back. So, in all of these cases, it's possible. It's not going to be good unless it's signed underneath the second column. Now, that's the end of that case. Let's see, you have two divorce documents that are written head-to-head, meaning one of them is upside down, and the top of it is touching the top of the, another document, which has been on the same parchment. And here the witnesses signed in the middle. So both of them are no good, because the witnesses are not underneath either of them. The witnesses are on top of both of them let's say you have the bottom of one touching the bottom of the other one meaning that one of them is upside down and the bottom of it is facing up to the, the bottom of the one that's on top and the witnesses are signed in between them so can the witnesses go on both? No. only the one that the witnesses can be read along with meaning that's facing the same direction only that one is kosher Let's say you have the top of one on the bottom of another one, meaning one on top of the other. So the witnesses are signed in the middle. So the one, that, which is the top one, which is the Edim, the, the are signed along with, that one's okay. But the bottom one, obviously, the witnesses are signed above it. The witnesses are not going in that case. So let's say you have a, a document which we just mentioned right above, that was that was signed, I'm sorry, that was written in Hebrew and the witnesses signed on it in Greek. if you have it written in Greek, the witnesses were signed in Hebrew. let's say you have one Hebrew, one Greek. So the Bachitzin over here, kosher, it's okay. Kosher. Let's say you have the sofer wrote it and you have one witness, and it's gonna be Machogis and the Gamar, whether or not the, the sofer himself actually signed it as well. So it's kosher. Ishploni aid. let's say a person just wrote his name, he wrote Yaakov, and he wrote a witness. Kosher, that's fine. Ben Ishploni aid. let's say he wrote the son of Yaakov, and he wrote witness. That's also kosher. He didn't write, he's uh, Ruven the son of Yaakov, he just wrote the son of. That's fine. Ishploni ben Ishploni, let's say he wrote Ruven ben Yaakov, but, of aid, but he didn't write uh, the word aid that he's testifying. Kosher, it's also fine. That's clear that what he's doing. And this is what the, the clear-headed ones of Jerusalem would do. They would write their names, Reuven and Yaakov, and they wouldn't write the word "Aid." They would, liked to write in a very terse style. So the mission finishes off by saying that even though we have a concept that you can't change the name, you have to write precisely the person's name. So in those days, they didn't so much use a family name. But nevertheless, if you use a family name, it's also not going to be problematic. It's not going to be considered that you didn't write the name properly, but rather, it's fine. Now the Gemara begins, Why don't we have to be concerned, in the first case of the Mishnah, where you had a a document going from one side to a second column, why don't we have to be concerned that this is actually two separate documents? This Ramilei the Basra. And we've cut off part of the document. And all we have here on the first document is the top of the first document and the bottom of the second document. The de Basra. And we cut off the top of the second document, the eid and the and the bottom of the first document. That it's clear that this is not a, that this is one document because there's actually space on the bottom of the document. It's what's clearly not cut from a different document. So wait, so that only helps us for the bottom, that helps us for the first document. What about the second document? Maybe the second, the second one on the left side, so maybe that's just the bottom of a different document. Maybe it's was cut off. So he says, just like Rabbi Abba said, in the name of Rav that you have a space on the bottom. So over here, where there's a space on the top. Now the Gemara asks, from the fact that you went from one column to a second column, maybe he had originally had in mind to change, that he's not going to, he's not going to write it. And then, V'kosav, and then he went and he wrote it, and he changed his mind, and, and it was written at two different times, and that's a problematic thing. So, my answer is, It's clear that he didn't just stop in the middle, because what, where it's going from the, from, the, from the bottom of the first column to the top of the second column is in the middle of the sentence, you are permitted. So, therefore, it's clear that th- it wasn't like he just stopped in the middle. So, says, wait, but wait, the Dalai Yisraeli like. So maybe it did. Maybe indeed it did happen. Maybe he did stop in the middle and it just happened that he stopped and he changed his mind in the middle of running. at, muteres. So the Gemara says, "Kule Haile We don't make such assumptions. We don't go that far. Rav I and mean, gives an alternate explanation to all of these questions the whole case the reason that we don't have to assume that it's two different documents is because it's clear that we can tell that this is actually one document that was never cut it is indeed written all the way to the edge and that's why it's going on to the second column that's clear however it's clear that this is a document that wasn't cut out that the edges are the smooth edges I don't know exactly how it works but it's clear that it was not cut but this is the smooth edges of how it was originally processed to be this small parchment